Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy has booked a humdinger of a show again. Today, Allison Eastwood is back. She, of course, is an actress, a film director, a producer, but most importantly, I think we all know her as an animal advocate. She runs her own organization called Eastwood Ranch Foundation. Well, we all know her as Clint Eastwood's daughter. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. She does some great work. She'll be joining us again today right here on Animal Radio. And, uh, oh, that viral video you've seen, maybe you've seen, five million people have seen it. Mr. T and Jellybean, what is it, a uh, goat and a donkey or a burrow or something like that? Yeah. The people that uh, have rescued them and have adopted them or are taking care of them, fostering them, we will talk to them today right here on Animal Radio. They have a kind of a, one of those stories that will just make the hairs on your back just stand straight up. Oh. Tammy, what are you working on? I don't have hairs on my back. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good another re- <laughs> Yet another recall of dog treats, but also a new wave of ways that you can avoid all of these recalls if you want to do just a little bit of extra work for your very best friend there. I understand you're also going to be telling us a little later on mm-hmm. the different ways we can memorialize animals after they've yes. passed. Yes, and some of them are rather... We'll say interesting. Let's let's use that word. Okay. Interesting. This uh, comes out of this morning's paper out of Philadelphia. Forty-one people in Philadelphia are facing. Forty-one people are facing charges in what prosecutors call an elaborate insurance fraud scheme to use dead deer to fake car oh. accidents. Uh oh! Isn't that oh. the strangest thing in the world? I saw that. A uh, $5 million scam, apparently. District Attorney Seth Williams says that this guy, Galati, uh-huh. coached customers to claim they had struck a deer rather than a car, and that way insurance companies would consider that a, like a no-fault accident. Their premiums wouldn't go up. They'd pay the claims, and their premiums wouldn't go up if it was a no-fault accident. Uh-huh. Uh, investigators say Galati stored deer carcasses, blood, oh. and fur in the back of his shop to use as props. <laughs> This guy is sick. How deep is this? Great business. Also charged are Galati's wife, son, daughter, several insurance company adjusters, tow truck drivers, a city official, and a police officer. That's how deep the big insurance fraud scam. Well, it gets to be five million. You can expect there to be a lot of people involved. Yeah. I understand another story. This is a big story, so I'm not going to go into it deeply here. Uh, but I know that Tammy will be reporting on this later. But apparently, uh, some veterans' flags at their grave sites have been uh, vandalized and destroyed. Yeah. And we're going to yep. find out who the culprit is. I was say, who would they do such him. a thing? That is a horrible. They caught thing. him. They caught him. They caught him low. Here, here's a hint. They huh? caught him red pod. Red pod. Oh no. Red okay. pod. <laughs> That's on the way right here. Let's uh, hit the phone. It's toll free. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Uh, my name's Toby. Hey Toby, how you doing today? Uh fair to midland, I guess, for a rainy day. Oh. I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. We'll send some sunshine your way, okay? Uh, I'm tired of this rainy weather. <laughs> hey, I'm your sunshine here, Toby, so uh let's have a good day here. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you today? Well, I've got a three and a half to four year old German short hair pointer. I've had her since she was eight weeks old. Uh, okay. She's traveled with me on the uh, on the truck ever since she's been eight weeks old, and she has got atrocious—I mean, just atrocious breath. 
I would, is, is there something that I can give her that will help that? Oh, if it were only so easy just to give her something. Um, well, I mean, usually breath is a function of a lot of different factors. The most important thing is oral health. So if you got a stinky mouth from your dog, the first thing we always do is lift up that lip and see what the condition of the gums and the teeth are. A lot of times what would, what would be most useful is to address that. Um, does your dog need a teeth clean? Do we need to see about using some tooth brushing? Um, there are some remedies we can try, things to add to the water to kind of help freshen the breath, but they are really just a temporary type fix and don't have as much efficacy if we don't deal with the underlying problem. So that would be my first thing that I would look at is to get into some good uh, oral hygiene where we're doing maybe some brushing. You can add some water additives to help keep plaque down in the mouth and uh, see how we can go with that route because that's really that, that dragon breath that you get. And I can only imagine, you know, that panting face sitting next to you for <laughs> hundreds of miles and, and dealing with that. So that would be... Now, have you looked at your, your dog's mouth as far as to see what lurks below? that gum well actually I had a I had a chow chow many years ago and she had a she got a, a bone lodged in her throat and it oh, yeah. almost reminds me of that but I don't this dog doesn't hit any bone okay I mean it, yeah. it reminds me of that odor yeah, and and that is a nasty odor. I had my own dog who had a stick caught in his upper hard palate, and uh, you know you can you can kind of miss those things. So it sometimes it may start with a good oral exam. So if if you're not seeing anything obvious, I would suggest you know have your doggy checked at a veterinary office, have them do a good oral exam. Sometimes some of those things we don't discover until a pet is sedated or under anesthesia. But but I'm going to definitely say you know let's go to the basics of uh, working with some. Uh, good dental health and see where we can go from there. Sometimes also we'll look at diet. Um, if we have a pet who has a lot of gas and teeth are in great shape, um, in some cases a diet change can help kind of change some of the production of GI gas that they'll have. So that's one thing else that you might consider if you get that clean bill of health with the, with the dentist there. <laughs> well, that might be it because, I mean, like I said, she's been on the truck ever since she's been eight weeks old and she knows what styrofoam looks like. She knows what a white napkin looks like. And she knows 90% of the time she will not eat. I've never seen a dog do this. I can put food down for her, put water down for her, and I can leave the truck. When I come back to the truck, that food has not been touched. She's really? waiting to find out if I bring her a treat. <laughs> if, I bring her, if, if I bring her a treat, she'll eat her treat. Then she'll gobble her food. But she will not touch that food till I if, Unless she sees I've got something for her or not. Yeah. Well, well, we can see who the, who's running the show here in yeah. your cab. That's that's called the good enough syndrome. When it, it's good enough, the food's good enough. If there's nothing else that's better, she'll eat it. We we have that well, problem you, here. Don't get me wondering about that dog food. Which one? Uh, bl- the blue. Oh, blue buffalo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blue buffalo. Now, how do you compare it to the? I mean. I've looked at the labels on every dog food out there, and it all seems about 99.9% the same. Oh, yeah, it depends where you're buying it. I know the ingredients on Blue Buffalo, the first ingredient, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago. First of all, we can pronounce the ingredients. There's no byproducts, (laughs) and the first ingredient is chicken. I don't know if that'll help with the breath, though. 
Yeah, and really, it's just really a matter of some pets with different diets will acclimate differently to them. Um, so I'm not saying that bad breath is you know necessarily a bad diet. So before you do that, I like I said, I'd say pick up that toothbrush, pick up the phone, call your veterinarian for a good oral exam, and then start working on some brush, brush, brushing for those teeth. I noticed that. I'll, I'll, I'll start that, and, I, and I'm actually headed home now. And I'm going to be home for at least a week when I do get there. Could bad breath be the sign of something more serious going on down under? It can. Yeah, definitely. There can be some other health issues. And, you know, some pets can have kidney problems, liver problems, things like that. So that's why the mainstay is if you're picking up a bad odor from your dog's mouth, um, really work with your veterinarian. Help Have them help you figure it out if it is an oral health problem or if it could be a sign of something more serious. So always a good uh, reason to give that jingle to your veterinarian. There. And I know those teeth, just because they're dirty, it's not just a cosmetic thing. Those dirty teeth can actually cause problems down below in other organs. I know that for sure. Uh, gingivitis, that little red line. Every mm-hmm. time you go oh, to yeah. a vet, they always pop open the gums. Flip the lip. Flip the lip. Is that what you call it? That's <laughs> you what got it. For. They can see a lot just by that lip there. one 405 Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Just in time for Father's Day, Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases like grills and lawnmowers until June 18th. So dads are excited, and when dads are excited, they make sound effects of their favorite things. Yes, we do. Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases until June 18th. Perfect for Father's Day. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See shopyourway.com for details. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at AutoZone when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and a Fram oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30th, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with custom ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. 
portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes and apartments where traditional litter boxes are, well, you know, an eyesore. Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. And let's go to Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you doing? Um, not too good today. Oh, what's going on? Well, my little cat that I called about yesterday yes. passed away this morning. Did what? Passed, passed away. away. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yes, and I'm, I'm just kind of heartbroken. So, oh, no, what was going on with the baby? Well, um, I think it either had a stroke or was having seizures. I'm not sure. But okay. for the last three days, it uh, it it couldn't walk. This started about three weeks ago. One morning it got up, and it just was um, kind of confused, and the eyes were funny. And so I took it to my vet here at home, and they did a blood workup, and it came back. For, now, everything was fine, but they did say that it had a... Um, a uh, ring, not a ringworm, a, uh, the other worm. Well, a worm. So they, they gave it a shot anyway and, and got rid of it. And it, my, my cat has had all its shots. Mm-hmm. But, um, from that time on when I brought it home, it just, it couldn't walk right. It was falling over and, uh, it just got worse. And the last three or four days, it hasn't been able, it wasn't able to eat and, uh, or walk or do anything. It just lay there. It didn't move. But it heard everything, but it wasn't mm-hmm. seeing. And I, I sat up with it all the time and tried to do my best feeding it with an eyedropper, but, mm-hmm. um, it didn't work. And so this morning, it passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry and, and it definitely, I think your your situation, Mary, does point out that sometimes blood work can be normal, but we can still have some other medical problem going on, and and that definitely can occur in in many times um, with pets. Um, I've had dogs and cats where I've done lab work, and you know, many times we think we'll see things like cancer on blood work, but yeah. we really we we don't. Um, we might see some changes that are indicative of a problem in certain parts of the body, but there isn't just a pure cancer screen that we can pick up on blood work. So for some of those type of conditions or concerns, you know, we'd have to do other types of screening tests, whether they be x-rays or um, you know, ultrasounds, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, goodness. And, and you said your kitty was having problems with the, the head and with the eyes. What was going on with that? I I don't know. Um, it, it, his eyes just got funny. He, he wasn't seeing anything. But mm. I have a little dog, and when I would go into the room or my dog would run around, um, his name was Otis, my cat, uh, he knew it, but his hearing was great. Because mm-hmm. the ears would, I could tell he was hearing uh-huh. fine, but he, was he just wasn't in. seeing fine. But he knew when we were there, I just didn't know, I didn't know what to do or what was really wrong with him, and I feel so bad, because he was such a loving cat, and he, <clears throat> pardon me, he only had three, three legs. When, oh, really? Uh, yes, yes, Um I was done, what, do you have time for a minute? 
to hear oh, this? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Oh, um, I had taken my dog to the vets, and uh, they had this, this cat recuperating. And they asked me, the, the workers, and that if I would take the, the cat home because it had had its leg or its arm off, um, amputated, and they didn't want to have to take it back to the... Um, the facility where it came from because evidently mm-hmm. whoever had it I, I don't know the history of it but whoever had it didn't want to pay the bill or something you know how that goes so mm-hmm. therefore they asked me if I could take it because they, they thought it was such a nice kitty and I did I took it and it lived with me for oh, about six years five or six years and uh, then this happened, and I, I just don't know I, I, what could have happened because he was eating well up until this. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, I'd leave him out in the daytime because I live in California, and it, it can be nice weather most of the time. And then I'd always see that he'd get come in at about 4 o'clock. I'd bring him in, and he loved mm-hmm. his home. But all of a sudden, just this one morning, he just was weird looking and wasn't acting right and didn't know any me or anything but mm. and he so he did go outside then huh yes but he had okay. all his shots there's definitely some things that can come to mind when I hear of a kitty that has trouble getting around and not seeing and becoming very weak. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, when we go, when cats do go outside, there is an enormous potential for getting into different toxins, um, as well as other infections. So even if we are vaccinated for things like kitty distemper and rabies, there's still other types of infections, bacterial exposures, um, things that can, can be a, a serious threat to their health. So I would be only guessing what your kitty had but it certainly sounds like it was something you know much more severe going on and i'm so sorry for your loss with otis it sounds like he was a very lucky guy and he uh, you were at the right place at the right time to find him and have him enter your life so um yes. so hopefully you can remember those good years that you did give him that he wouldn't have had otherwise well thank you so much it's very nice of you to take the time to listen and uh I do listen to the show with you every, it's on Saturdays, it's on my radio station, Saturday morning, and I always try to listen, but uh, I do appreciate, and thanks again for calling. Thank you so much. What city do you live in? Santa Maria. Santa Maria, California. They love their animals there. Thank you so much, and our heart is with you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. 1-866-405-8405. In just a couple of minutes... I want to ask you, Dr. Debbie, about this limping kitten syndrome. Have you heard of this? The uh, limping kitten? I'm not sure what you're... Limping kitten syndrome that happens after their vaccinations, their bundle of vaccinations they get as a kitten. You know, I may know it by something else. I can't say I've heard of the limping kitten syndrome itself. I want to thank our underwriters, Kitty and Gogo. They make an awesome, easy-to-clean, simple, easy, all-around, beautiful litter box. And, you know, if you live, like, in an apartment where there's not a lot of room and where, frankly, the litter's an eyesore, you want to check out Kitty and Gogo. They have uh, all these different leopard prints and metallic silver, polka dot, flower prints, burl wood, black lacquer. What do you have, Judy? 
I have the polka dot, and I just love it. I mean, it's, I don't mind putting it out the other litter box boxes. I kind of hide in corners and behind furniture because I don't want people to see them, but i got to have them. And so this is beautiful. Someone comes in my house, and they see it, and they don't even know it's a litter box. It just looks like another designer piece of furniture. Tell the folks how easy it is to clean. They've made it so easy. They have the tray, and actually the tray pulls out, so you pull out the whole litter tray. Then there's a rake you pull forward, so it brings all the scooped, all the litter that's been used forward. And then the, the rake to get it out, the scooper to get it out, actually hangs on the back of the litter box. So it's all right there in one unit. You just scoop out the litter that you've pulled forward and close the drawer back up. It's that easy. They've really made it very easy. Check out their website, kittyagogo.com, kittyagogo.com. Thanks, guys, for underwriting important programming like this, Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. A British woman who thought the vibration she was feeling was her cell phone was surprised to find the vibrations coming from her bra. And even more surprised to find the vibrations coming from a baby bat. 19-year-old Abby Hawkins wore the bra for five hours while working as a hotel receptionist before finding the baby bat. She said she was shocked but felt bad for disturbing the cuddly bat who looked cozy and comfortable. Hawkins doesn't know how the bat got in there. She said she had had a drink or two the night before and got dressed quickly that morning. The bra was in a drawer but had been on the clothesline the day before. The bra bat, which had scampered under a desk, was captured by a co-worker and set free. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, I just want to say thank you for making my Geico Insurance ID card digital. It's easy to find on the app. It doesn't give me paper cuts, and I always have it on hand because it's on my phone. Because of this, I finally cleaned out my glove box, which was filled with years of paper ID cards. Any thought on what I should put in my glove box now? Sincerely, Trent Patterson. Hmm. Trent, what can you put in the glove box? Here's a crazy thought. How about gloves? Digital insurance ID cards, just a tap away on the Geico app. Really? No way! Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Get something started. That's the sound of the Commander, Kubota's top-selling zero-turn mower. It's built just the way it sounds, to command lawns, capture attention, and lead the way. So bring on the trees, bushes, flower beds, and water features. The Commander's smooth ride, tight turning radius, and deep mower deck delivers outstanding professional-level cutting performance in all kinds of mowing conditions. You can adjust cutting height on the go with Kubota's exclusive K-Lift deck pedal. Add the optional LED headlights for those days you need to mow your lawn while racing the sun. The Kubota Commander is exclusively available at your friendly local Kubota dealer with a four-year, 300-hour factory warranty and a family-friendly price tag. In fact, the Commander is Kubota's most affordably priced zero-turn mower ever. Kubota Commander Zero-Turn Mowers, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo, and yes, another recall of dog treats. Pet Setter Inc. of Los Angeles voluntarily recalling its three-ounce bags of lamb crunchies treats because they could be contaminated with salmonella. Now, so far, no reports of any dogs getting sick from eating the treats, but salmonella was detected during testing of a random sample. The treats were sold in California, Wisconsin, Colorado, and Washington. And a pet who has been infected with salmonella would be lethargic, might have diarrhea, fever, or vomiting, should go to the vet right away. Now, all of these recalls have really prompted a lot of pet parents to start wanting to play it safe and cook for their pets. And that's actually opened up the door for new companies to join the $21 billion U.S. pet food business. There's new companies called the Honest Kitchens, Sojo's, Fresh Pet, just a few of the pioneers in this area. These companies are designing now specifically for what's being called the happy dance. That's what the industry calls all the jumping and wagging and purring and pawing, all the things hungry dogs and cats do when they know you're getting their food ready. You know you know that whole thing. <laughs> a survey done by Petco recently found the majority of pet parents now customize their pets' meals in at least some way, like adding bacon or chopped vegetables. All right, well, more pets are being buried in U.S. backyards than anywhere else, and that is quickly becoming illegal in more and more places, and that's causing some companies to emerge as some rather creative options. There's something now called aquamation, and that's done with a water-based technology that leaves pure ash that's like powdery beach sand. The process actually is called alkaline hydrolysis. Then there's a company that turns strands of hair or the remains, the ashes of a pet, into a synthetic diamond that you can turn into a piece of jewelry if you want and wear it, I guess. Then there's a company that sends your pet's remains into the heavens inside a five-foot round helium balloon, and another that will scatter the ashes at sea. And finally, one of those believe-it-or-not stories. I love this one. A sheriff's deputy in upstate New York was sent to a uh, cemetery to find out who was vandalizing flags that had been put on veterans' graves. He caught the culprit in the act, but Deputy Vautour says he would not have believed if he hadn't seen it with his very own eyes. The thief turned out to be a groundhog. The deputy actually saw this little guy taking the flags, breaking the sticks off of them with its front paws, <laughs> then taking the flags into its den, I guess for decoration. I don't know. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You can find more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. 
We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets toll free 1-866-405-8405 to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. On mm-hmm. the on the phone with us we have Kim Sterla. Hi Kim, how are you doing? Hello. You're from Hi, Thank you. You're from the you're the executive director of the Top Dog over at An- Animal Place, right? That's correct. What is that? Uh, we are a sanctuary for, for farmed animals, so we rescue cows and pigs and chickens and turkeys and goats and sheep and rabbits. Wow. Now, where are you located? We're located in Northern California. We have two sanctuary sites, one in Vacaville, which is kind of Bay Area, California, and then one in Grass Valley. That's where our 600-acre sanctuary is, and that's in the Sierra Foothills. Well, Judy's been telling me about this video about a lonely goat named Mr. G and his uh, buddy, the burrow buddy, Jelly Bean. And I haven't seen it yet, but I think I should have seen it because it's gone viral, have. right? Everybody's well, seen it. Oh, my goodness. We've had five million hits, and you haven't seen it yet, huh? I know. How's behind the time? I am, really. I'm just uh, adapting to that whole Facebook thing. I didn't think it would. In fact, I didn't think the whole Internet thing was going to take off, and I was going to wait before I embraced it. But tell me, what is in the video? Just give us a quick synopsis for the radio listeners that haven't seen it. Um, there was a hoarding case in Southern California, an elderly woman, and... Um, some of the animals left was uh, an older goat and an older little donkey, and they evidently were quite close friends, which we did not know at the time. We rescued the goat. Somebody else was going to thank the donkey. We got the goat up to Northern California. He got to our sanctuary, Mr. G, and then completely stopped eating, um, wouldn't even move out of the barn. This went day after day after day while we had veterinary care, tried to analyze what's the matter with him. Then we heard he had a dear friend, Jelly Bean, the donkey whom he had lived with for the past 10 years. So we hightailed it down to um, <laughs> Los Angeles, loaded Jelly Bean up, brought him all the way back up to Northern California, and almost instantaneously, Mr. G, the little goat, came to life as soon as he was reunited with his buddy. <laughs> wow. He's so sweet. I know. It gives me goosebumps. That's a, pr- That's a pretty so incredible special. story there. Now, you, you said it was a hoarding case. Somebody that was hoarding farm animals and livestock? No, it was an elderly woman who was just really became incapacitated of caring for her property herself and uh, mostly hoarding junk. Um, it just got out of control, and she had just really a handful of animals some dogs, um, a pot-bellied pig, and then the goat and the and the donkey, and um, all those animals have been placed. Fortunately. Mm, okay. Where's uh, Mr. G right now? 
Mr. G is, of course, with Jelly Bean right now, okay. and um, they're at our sanctuary in Grass Valley. And and they're getting along just fine there, I, I assume, and, and probably are happy as... Two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, my goodness. And it, it's really, when you're observing him, Mr. G is, I believe it appears, more bonded to Jelly Bean than vice versa. So Jelly Bean, who is a female, is oh. one who really rules the roost. Okay. Well, that and, explains uh, things. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Jelly Bean, he won't let, he. I mean, uh, Mr. G, the little goat, will not uh, let Jelly Bean out of his sight. So Jelly Bean wasn't as excited to see Mr. G as Mr. G was to see Jelly Bean. Well, not as obviously as excited. Yeah, she I did. do believe Jelly Bean was eating after Mr. G left. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they're buddies. They're clearly, clearly buddies. But um, Go ahead and it hit, does, say it, Hal. I know Hal's going to say the woman has to act like she doesn't care. Aloof. Aloof, you know, yes. I knew you were really going to say that. That's, well, I don't know if it applies for these farm animals here. So let's give out the website, animalplace.org. Uh, what are we going to find over there? Well, what you're going to find is, gosh, well, this, this Saturday we have our 25th birthday. So we're having a Music in the Meadows bash here at the Sanctuary. Um, there's so much going on here all the time. We do an awful lot of education, and we have residential interns that actually come from all over the world. I assume you're Israel and Poland and Germany. Oh wow! I assume you're a 501c3, huh? Of course, we are a nonprofit, and um, yeah, we, we're run by um, volunteers and some staff, and funded exclusively by people's donations. Now, are Mr. Work. Mr. G and Jelly Bean up for adoption, or will they live their life out there together? Well, you know, originally we had rescued Mr. G to put him up for adoption, and um, we didn't feel we felt it would be difficult to place two animals together, mm-hmm. not knowing that they were going to be celebrities. But I have to tell you, those of us that have been involved with this rescue and the reuniting—I mean, there wasn't a dry eye on the oh. sanctuary grounds. And the thought of of of, of, um, of letting them go elsewhere, um, yeah, it became quickly. Uh, all of us quickly realized that um, they're going to stay here at Animal Place with us. Absolutely. You know, this, this just sounds like a magical kid show or a sitcom or the new Odd Couple or a reality <laughs> show. I mean, there's something here. <laughs> well, I think you know it's interesting, and and you folks know that, that people who live with or work for or work with animals, this isn't a surprise. We see all the time, that deep emotional bond with different species, um, with, with human counterparts, um, with those in their, their own species. And so this isn't that unusual. What was unusual is that we were able to document it and document it and then share it. So it's just another beautiful realization, which all of us who love animals know. You know, they, they have intellect, they have feelings, they have emotional bonds, they have friendships. And um, it's not really that that unique than what we see all the time. I have a great idea for you, you know, to really promote the sanctuary. You should do webisodes (laughs) every day of of the two. (laughs) We really should. They need their own little video cam. At least a webcam in there, don't you think, Alan? They do need a webcam in there. And and then, you you know, you splice it together and you put some kooky music underneath, like Gangnam Style, and you have like a little (laughs) webisode every day. (laughs) Well, they do have their fan base, i got to say. I bet. I bet they do. Well, this is awesome. Thank you so much for the hard work you do, which is often thankless, but you do such great work for the animals. Thank you so much. It's a labor of love with all of us here. Animalplace.org is the website. Our hero of the week, there she goes, Kim Sterla on Animal Radio. By the way, I love this feature. 
I do love this feature. I don't, because that means I gotta find somebody every week. That puts the pressure what, what, on. What do you mean? There's not enough heroes in the world? Yes, oh, Judy, there's they, so many. Well, there are, but the, it's hard to track them down. And you see these things, yeah. and it takes forever to find them. And they're, well, let's put out the call you know, right now. Okay? John Smith. Do you know how many John Smiths there are in the world trying to find this one particular? Hey, but one? but uh, but Judith, Miss Judy, uh, yes, ma'am. You know, yes. you know what you could do? You could call on the incredible listener base of Animal Radio to uh, to nominate their heroes of the week, and therefore you would have too many and less work to do. I think you just did. I really think that's an awesome idea. I wish I had thought of that yeah. idea. <laughs> well, that's the only idea I've ever Judy. thought Watch of. out. Watch out. <laughs> the email is alan at... No, the, the email is your... <laughs> here it is, seriously. It is your voice at animalradio.com. Your voice at animalradio.com. I'm just trying to make your life no, easier. Thank you. You're just I, joking no, away. No, you know? I, think, I, I think it's a great idea. I'd like to okay. put a shout out for it. Send, send the emails in. I want if to you know, know somebody that's doing hard work for the animals... That's just not getting the pat on the back that they deserve. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a sanctuary with a hundred animals. It could be some person that did something extraordinary for just one animal. Like Made the, the bucket list animal. She was there was yeah. one. There was our hero that was uh, did the bucket list just for one animal. Her Made animal. a difference in one animal's life. Yeah, but she started a whole trend now. So a lot of dogs and cats are getting their bucket lists handled. So she started yeah. something. Exactly. I want a bucket list now. I want a bucket. I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. They now offer a new size of raw frozen dinners for your dogs. That's the uh, little intro pack for the Chewy's chicken, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. It's three ninety nine wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Good stuff, that Stella and Chewy's. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. In just a couple of minutes, a very serious subject, vaccinations and you know, you can find someone that disagrees or agrees on mm-hmm. this topic. It's real easy to find a veterinarian mm-hmm. that says, do all your shots, do all your vaccinations. Right. And you might find a more holistic veterinarian that will say, avoid these vaccinations. And you're going to be reporting on that a little later on, Tammy? Absolutely. Uh, it, it is controversial. You've got all kinds of different ideas coming around. But we've taken a stand here in our household oh, yeah? because we ended up on the wrong side of one of these vaccines Ooh. just a couple of weeks ago. Really? What happened? Um, what, what vaccine, well, we, first of all? Um, this was just your basic uh, kitten package. Okay. The, wow. kitten, the package you give kittens when they're eight weeks old, and mm-hmm. then you know you wait two weeks, you give them their second set, and then they're good to go. And this involved a little trio of kittens we had been bottle feeding since they were a week old. And they were healthy as little horses, a little trio of orange guys. We took them in. They were a little over eight weeks. We took them in for their vaccines. They were checked out healthy, healthy, healthy. Mm -hmm. They got their vaccines. They came home. 
you know, they get their vaccines that day. They're a little kind of lethargic, sure. right? One of them started limping. And we called the vet and we said, one of the little guys, Saxy, was limping. He said, oh, that's limping kitten syndrome. Never heard of that before, <laughs> but no, I, I haven't yeah. either. <laughs> but he said it can happen after the vaccines. So we said, well, okay. A couple of hours later, we went in the room. Saxy was having trouble breathing. He was turning blue. Rushed him in the car. We didn't get him to the vet in time. He, he died oh, in the car. Bad. So he died literally five, six hours after he, getting his vaccine. Wow. And uh, as you'll hear in the story, it was an allergic reaction. And now some vets are actually giving an antihistamine ahead of time to ward off this kind of thing. Because his throat literally closed up. He, he was blue. It, it was heartbreaking for us. So we're, we're being very, we're scared to death of vaccines right now at my house. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. It's we'll just horrible. Find out a little more about that. And then I'm also going to ask this Dr. Patricia Wright that we're, she's more of an allergist and a dermatologist, but I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to her about vaccinations and allergies to vaccinations Good. like this and, and find out what yeah, her limping, take is yeah. on the limping kitten syndrome. Yeah, rare, but my doctor immediately had that name for it and it didn't surprise him terribly, but he said it is rare. But what, what really upset me, and I love my vet. Don't get me wrong. I okay. love this guy. I swear by this guy. Is he didn't see that as a precursor to what happened a couple hours later, and that 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 really frightens me because now I'm telling everybody mm. if the kitten starts limping, do something, do it right then, get it to the vet right then. Don't wait because to me that looks like kind of a warning sign now. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's a connection. If it's always you know precursor know. to that. Well, we'll find out in just a couple Jeez. of minutes here with the doc. Yeah. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Alan Cable, time for another dog tip. We had a call about dogs marking in the house. The woman who called's dog wasn't neutered. Neutering's a good idea because it can prevent the habit from starting. Marking is a way for dogs to communicate lots of stuff like territoriality. It's important for you to remember when your dog marks that he's not trying to be mean or spiteful. Now, there might be a medical problem, so a good idea is to always take your dog to the vet first. Then you know if there's nothing physical wrong, it's a behavioral problem. So what do you do about it? Well, you've got to put yourself in a leadership role, building your dog's confidence by setting him up for success. The first thing is to take him on walks every day consistently. On a leash, never let him be in front. He's always at your side. You exit the house first, you enter the house first. Get a crate and have your dog sleep in it. Letting a dog sleep with you in bed can give him the perception that he's in charge of all the people in the house. Make sure if you let him roam around, you're there to give him constant supervision so you can make a quick correction if he tries to mark. And don't forget to clean all the spots with something that'll erase the scent or he'll be tempted to go back there. Don't forget to praise good behavior too. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's uh, go to Carolyn. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? Carolyn. How are you doing today? Well, I'm okay. I'll say that anyhow. I have a terrible cold, but that's all right. <laughs> well, what's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. Just something I get from time to time. <laughs> uh I was calling because I have a dog and a cat. Actually, my daughter and son-in-laws, but we all live together. We have a terrible flea problem. Now, she used Frontline Plus. Are you familiar with that? Oh, sure. 
well, that hasn't done anything for sleep. And I'd like to know if there's something that I could rub on to them to give them some relief. Like, I used Listerine on the dog one day only to find out that that's toxic to animals. I don't know. Is that true? Well, I mean... I've heard of that where people use this topically to to kill fleas, and I can tell you there's so many better things than Listerine. Um, and what concerns me is um, using something like that without really doing a full program for flea control. And if you pick any one flea product on the market, you may not get adequate flea control. So if that's all you're doing and we're not addressing other issues, then we're going to fail in attacking fleas because fleas... You know, the adults are only 5% of the life cycle, and that's what you're killing when you put a product on your pet. Now, granted, Frontline Plus does have something that helps to kill that next generation of fleas, but in many cases, um, we have to work on environmental control, and we also sometimes have to even add in some oral medications to help kill, do a kind of a quick kill for a really uncomfortable pet. Um, so there are some out there. There's one called Capstar, Comfortis, um, that help to kill those fleas very quickly and get our pets some relief. Now, if you're doing this all by yourself, sometimes that too can be difficult because a lot of pets with fleas have a component of allergic dermatitis, flea allergic dermatitis, and that can be miserable. If your pet is horribly itchy, scratching, losing hair, and has fleas, you may need some other help. So you may need to see your veterinarian for things like sometimes prednisone or a form of steroids to help uh, kind of squash that itch while you can really get on board and, and attack the flea cycle and, and uh, try to kill those suckers off. For and you, you don't think vinegar uh, would give them some relief? No, if no. I rub that on okay. them. I mean, I know it's not going to kill the fleas, but. Well, so what vinegar does, vinegar is acetic acid. So it's a very low pH, a very acidic solution. So it may repel and kind of want those, make those fleas want to take off, but it, it doesn't kill them. And it's actually going to burn the bejesus out of a dog's skin that has abraded or red skin. It, it really can hurt. So rather than go that route, I would encourage you to go with a, a more calming, soothing approach. And uh, in the veterinary office, we have a lot of great products that have colloidal oatmeal, which can be very soothing to raw, irritated skin. Um, if I use that in conjunction with something like a steroid for a pet that has flea allergy dermatitis, a lot of times we can find them some quick relief. Um, now, if you don't have that kind of product immediately available, you know, there's Aveeno, the human um, oatmeal bath soak. Um, I've used that on occasion when um, folks can't get to the veterinary office, and you basically sponge it on just like you would with a kid with chicken pox, and um, it can help to give some, some relief. But uh, if your baby is that uncomfortable and that scratching and, and unhappy, then um, I, I like to really see the vet to get something to help them out and get past that un- uncomfortable phase. As I mentioned, there are some orals you can use and sometimes even switching it up because there's some thought that fleas can become resistant to some of the common pesticides that are out there. So try another product. Try Bayer's Advantix 2. And you could um, use so that with the Frontline Plus? You would use that in place of that and then you would follow that up also with, say, an oral medication like Comfortis or uh, Capstar. And um, with that, you also have to look at where, you, where you're calling from, where, what kind of state. Pennsylvania, Eastern Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. 
Okay. So, you know, we also have to look at the environment. So fleas live in the house. So we have to work on vacuuming and treating the indoor environment as well. So don't worry about just treating pet. We got to look at the whole environment. Yeah, and see, that's, uh, that's the problem. That's what the vet suggested, having the house, I don't know if you call it fumigated or what, but we have so much around. And then, I mean, our dog goes out all the time, so it could bring them right back in again. That, that's and that's why this is a year-round battle, and uh, you really have to you know try multiple methods. So, I I definitely would encourage you to get either the professional help with an exterminator or see your vet about getting one of those products that you can use for um, bombing inside the house to help kind of do a quick kill for what's in the environment. Because um, it's a battle, man. If you've got those fleas indoors, they're going to survive indoors. So, um, this is the time to really kind of amp up your flea control. Okay, well, thank you very much. All right, my pleasure. Thanks for the call, and good luck. This is Dr. Debbie. This is is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. God, I hate when you get those calls. I start itching immediately. (laughs) I do. I'm like, do I have fleas? My head starts itching. My arms start itching. I start freaking out. And you know what? I think the, the thing that really motivates me to help these callers is that a lot of people think that it's just it's the way it is that dogs itch with fleas and, and it's not okay i mean there are things we can do and unfortunately a lot of folks want to try to battle this on their own and there's so many good things that, that i can give people now, to help settle down that itch how do you know i mean how do you know your dog has fleas definitively i mean when you're checking them out what do you see well uh, a lot of times you'll see um, hair loss along the back the rump if you kind of push back the fur, you'll see what looks flea dirt, which looks like pepper along the, the skin. And that's their excrement. That's flea poo. Um, so you'll see that. And sometimes you'll actually see the critters just scurrying about. So that's the, the most direct way. Yeah, my dog's got a bear. He's got a bear patch on his tail. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. <laughs> Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. I'll be straight up with you right now. Usually I look for a couple of things to talk about in the beginning of the show, the beginning of every hour, just to kind of tease you to bring you around. I don't know what to pick today. There is so much happening. We've got Allison Eastwood joining us. Uh, this is her second time, of course, Clint Eastwood's daughter. And uh, that was the first time she was on was just after Clint started talking to chairs. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Which is good because I love everything with four legs on it. So there you go. Uh, and she'll be joining us in just a few minutes. I don't know what she's up to. I think she's calling from an audition. Is she doing an audition? She's go- Yes, yeah, she's going on an audition. We'll have to find out what that's all about there. Also, we're going to find out about the allergies that your pets may suffer from. It is allergy season. Depending on where you live, like if you live in Atlanta, it's always allergy season. I was going to say that between food allergy. Vegas is another place. You probably have allergies all the time, just where the weather is all hot and stuff like that. Hot, sticky. Now, do you have fleas year-round in Vegas? 
You know, we really no. don't. It's it's too dry in Las Vegas. We can get fleas um, that will thrive indoors, and actually, that's really common. We'll have I'll have a client that travels to California on weekends, brings them back. You know, and their house is filled with fleas, and they're like, I don't understand. There's no fleas in Las Vegas, <laughs> but they're bringing it every time they go back to inoculate in California. So you still got to be on the radar and look for those guys. Okay, if you've ever suffered from allergies or your animal has, we'll find out de- details about all the different kinds of allergies and how to. Cure them coming up in just a few minutes with another Dr. White, I might add. <laughs> it's Dr. White Day. Also, Kim. And, yes, go ahead, sir. What, what about my story of the day, Hal? What, what about my story of the day? Oh, poor Wait, Alan. Do what do you have time about? for his story of the day? I, I have a story. Okay. okay. My story of the day, uh, you'll, you'll have to search the internets, but and this has never happened before because, as you know, when I tell you these animals, they all come from different places, but there's a beautiful story on the internets about a lion, a tiger, and a bear who are best friends. Oh, my. They were discovered in a drug dealer's basement as cubs, and uh, they now live together in an animal sanctuary, and they are best buddies. I mean, they they hang out together, they sleep on each other, they're all grown up, and they you know they eat together. And when you see it, it's just a, it's amazing because these three types of animals in the wild would never even meet each other because you know how you you know this lions are from I think they're from uh, where do they come from Africa, yes. and tigers are from somewhere else, and you know and bears you know they're from North America. Yes. So. It's just a beautiful story when you see the animals' heads together and they're all kissing each other. You just get a, it's just a beautiful thing. I, I just made me feel good. I believe we have Lois on the phone. Hi, Lois. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? A little disappointed because I'm unable to listen to you today. I don't have any corn. My lights are out. Your lights are out. Where are you? Corn? Yeah, to, uh, I don't understand. Where are you? I'm in Bermuda. Bermuda, you're listening to wow. Animal Radio in Bermuda. And what, yes. you, you don't have any electricity today? No. Why not? So, uh, my lights, I'm having a problem with it. One part of my house has lights and the other part don't. I'm just waiting for an electrician to come. Well, what kind of pet issues are you having? Um, I have a Rockwell. Well, I had four of them, right? And I know uh-huh. two of them, summertime, they seem to have this dry Okay. And there was a, a calling on gentleman. He gave a name of a product that he used. He found very good. But I could not catch the name of it. He spelled it out and everything, and all I can get from him was C-A, and the rest of it, I could never get it. And who said that on the radio? It was a call-in. One of the gentlemen oh. must have been listening. What, one of the callers. And Yes, okay. Mm. Can you recall? Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, I don't remember what it was, but what would you use in this particular case? You're having, like, dry dry spots on your dog? Dog, okay. right. Okay. I used, and, I used to give them um, 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 cod liver oil tablet. Okay. Yeah. I put that in his meal, and um, I have a shampoo that I use, but it seems okay. like just summertime it happens. Okay. Through the winter, it's okay. All righty. And are your doggies, are they scratching? Do they have any yes, kind of hair falling is. out? Yes. Okay. 
All right. Well, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is that, you know, before we talk about things to add into the, the diet, um, you know, you're in a very interesting climate there. So you probably have some uh, warm, humid uh, conditions. And I'd have to say things like fleas are a big concern that I'd be looking at. And I'd want to make sure we're very vigilant about flea control. Um, my recommendations and what I use here in my practice um, is I use a product called Frontline. And I use that on a monthly basis if we're worried about fleas. Um, so that's a big thing. And, and I don't know if you've looked for any of the evidence of fleas or their their uh, their remnants that you can see in their fur, but that's definitely something I'd be thinking of. Um, as far as some other things that, you know, if we're going to try some things to make maybe their skin healthier or to make their skin more lustering, I do like fatty acids. And myself, um, there's different brands I use, and, and I don't know exactly the abbreviations of what the medicine we mentioned on the air, but um, one called Derm Caps I do use, and that's a very nice way. Cod liver oil is just a, a general uh, one type of oil, and we know that we want to get a very special balance of fatty acids to help with the inflammation in the skin. So um, that would be my preference, maybe over some of the other kind of uh, remedies of oils. We can add corn oil or cod liver liver oil, things like that, which may not be the best choice there. Um, And then beyond that, I don't know what kind of availability you have out there for shampoos and things, but for dry skin, if we don't know if there's another medical problem present, I like to go and keep things simple. And I like things that have a component of colloidal oatmeal and you can get that in shampoos you can get that in sprays and you don't necessarily have to go to your veterinarian for that you can find that at pet stores even and it's a simple thing it's kind of like when we're scratching from poison ivy and you take a nice avino bath it has that same kind of calming um, anti-itch relief and now it's called colloidal collo- it's not like the regular oatmeal you can't just get it in the store it's not that that oatmeal right no we're not going to get Quakers out and, okay. uh, it's different than <laughs> that, that though yes okay but, um, yeah, it's definitely a very soothing type thing. And, and there's oodles of different products out there. Um, but, yeah, it's something you can do at home that can be helpful for. Just kind of help take that itch down there. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can try some of those things. And I think that might kind of help you out there. Thank you. I do use the um, flea. I have a flea collar. And I also do use the um, front. I've used that one that Good. you okay. um, squeeze behind his neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I think flea collars are a waste of money. <laughs> there's only there's only one kind of flea collar out there um, that's useful. Um, and uh, I, I don't even carry it here in my office anymore. But I, I think it's really, you're treating a, such a focal area on the pet that you're not getting good distribution across the whole body. So, yeah, I'd throw the flea collar in the garbage myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I tried the other one that is um, um, squeezed behind his neck, the little tooth. Keep up that year-round flea control, especially where you're living there. Where that weather has got to be wonderful right now. So enjoy. Yes, very hot. Thank you so much for your call, Lois. We appreciate it. All right, you have a great day, and thank you too. Bye-bye. My pleasure. Bye-bye. All righty. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. You can also reach us from the website. All our email addresses over there. Just in time for Father's Day, Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases like grills and lawnmowers until June 18th. So dads are excited. And when dads are excited, they make sound effects of their favorite things. Yes, we do. Kmart and Sears... 
are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases until June 18th. Perfect for Father's Day. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See shopyourway.com for details. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at AutoZone when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and a Fram oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to Valvoline-USA.com for more info. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio. And remember to spade and neuter your pets. Who's this you brought in today, Nikki? This is my Nikki girl, my little 13-week-old Bouvier, and she's dipping her stuffed alligator into the water bowl. I think she thinks it needs to swim. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe she thinks it's thirsty. <laughs> could, could be. I'm sure the alligator will be peeing as much as she does. <laughs> Let's. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Calls for Dr. Debbie. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. Actually, Joey's not here today. Did anyone notice that? I just realized that just a second ago, which I is very strange. That. It's just it's quiet. Uh, but we have Dr. Patricia White on the phone. She's a veterinary dermatologist, an allergist and a dermatologist. And I have so many questions because this is indeed the time of the year where uh, I'm sure, and you see a doctor, Debbie, at, at your office where there's a lot of allergy cases. Oh my gosh, yes. Not only dermatitis is, but I want to ask her, ask her about the big injection question that we've had all during the, the show today in just a couple of minutes here. Welcome to the show, Dr. White, Patricia White. Two Dr. Debbie Whites. Well, hi. Whites. Yes, yes. <laughs> hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi, Dr. White. It's <laughs> so weird to say that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, now tell me, uh, where are we calling you today? Uh, I am in Atlanta, Georgia. And you practice at the Atlanta Veterinary Skin and, Skin and Allergy, Allergy Clinic. Clinic, right. Is that a, you get to see a lot of clients there? I mean, is this yeah, really? Yeah, I've been in, I've been in practice in Atlanta for 22 years. Yeah. So, yeah, so we see, we're in the southeast, it's warm most of the year, so lots of allergies, but oh. a lot of patients with, you know, dermatologic problems, skin and hair coat problems. What is the most, pr- most common problem you see, would you say? Well, I'd say the most common complaint is itching. Okay. You know, and yeah. that's what keeps owners up at night. <laughs> they can't sleep. Their pets can't sleep. And uh, usually, I'm a referral practice, so I get the cases that nobody else can fix. That, that nobody else can fix. That has a hard time, and they they 
you know, the, the owners, pet owners just want their pets to feel better, to be comfortable. And uh, sometimes it's a long-standing problem. It's a chronic problem. So itching is the number one complaint, and probably allergies is the number one cause of that complaint. You know, i, I got to say that veterinarians already have it tough because their patient can't speak and tell them what's wrong. But with allergies, it's even worse. You need to figure out, is it a food allergy? Is it an environmental allergy? How do you That's determine right. that? How do you, which... Boy, it, it's a, a process, really. I mean, and I think that I found the right specialty many, many years ago because a lot of uh, general practitioners, a lot of my colleagues get frustrated because you do have to take time and ask the right questions of the pet owners and be very careful in examining the patient to sort out whether this itching is because of a parasitic problem versus an infection versus allergies versus an autoimmune disease or some sort of cancer. I mean, itching is just a symptom. And so it takes some practice and some patience and and the desire to get to the bottom of of the problem. I think that dermatologists are probably closeted uh, investigators. We like the mystery and we like solving puzzles. And Uh dermatology is that kind of specialty. You guys are a strange breed. I, I can tell you that right now. So I get a lot of calls. People will say, can I give my dog antihistamines for, or Benadryl in, right. in particular for the allergies that they're suffering? Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good question. I always tell people when they ask me that you need to make sure it's an appropriate thing to give your pet. I mean, antihistamines work in a small percentage of animals that have seasonal allergies. It doesn't necessarily work in every patient that itches. So, it's important to know why that animal is itching and then prescribe the appropriate medication. And again, because they can't talk, it's difficult to know what the cause is. If it's something that occurs on a seasonal basis every spring when the tree pollens pop, uh, you know, your pet starts scratching as your head fills up with congestion and your eyes start weeping, well, it's a pretty good thought that it's probably an allergic problem, but I think that that's something that is always a good thing to pass by your general practice vet. Should I give my pet this antihistamine, and what kind of dose should I give? Because uh, there's not a one-size-that-fits-all animals. A little tiny chihuahua's dose is going to be very different from that Great Dane's dose. So I always tell owners that they should consult with their general practice vet so that they know that they're doing the right thing and they're not doing any harm. Is Benadryl the answer for both food and environmental allergies? Will it cure both of them? Wow, what a good question. Ooh, you you asked two questions there. You snuck a second one in. Well, the first question is, does Benadryl uh, as an antihistamine help with all kinds of allergies, food and environmental allergies? And I would say my... Uh, you know, my answer would be no, it doesn't. That food allergy tends to not respond to a, a, a lot of anti-itch medications. It's a beast of on its own accord. So antihistamines, I think, are appropriate for animals that have seasonal reoccurrent discomfort. And when it is used, Benadryl is only one of five or six antihistamines that we can use in dogs. So if Benadryl doesn't work, then another one may. Uh, Antihistamine in a different class, just like people, one person takes Zyrtec and it works great, and another one, Zyrtec doesn't work, but they need to take Allegra. Animals are the same way, where one antihistamine may work in one animal, it may not work in another. In my experience, antihistamines don't work 
for food allergy at all. And so I don't even recommend that as a way of managing the discomfort. If a pet is food allergic, the best treatment is to find out what's in the diet that's a problem and eliminate it. And that could be a really long process. It can be. It absolutely can be. I think that when owners try to do that process on their own without the guidance of a veterinarian, it can be very frustrating because a lot of people, I get clients all the time who come to my practice and they've already been on a hypoallergenic dietary trial of their own and they've done that by putting them on a grain-free diet or uh, an all-natural diet and that's not typically what's going to help that problem get better. The best way to do an elimination diet is to see what the animal has been eating and then eliminate all of that and find a novel protein carbohydrate diet and feed that exclusively without treats, snacks, flavors or anything else for a prescribed period of time, and it takes six to eight weeks to see a response to a diet change. And I know wow. compliance is a big deal, too. People <laughs> will, like, uh, give treats. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And they're the right way to do it. And that's why I tell owners when they come into my practice and when I talk to uh, veterinarians on the phone and they're going to prescribe a hypoallergenic diet for their patient, I say make sure that owners are clear that a hypoallergenic dietary trial is a test. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The end is the provocative challenge where we reintroduce things and see if we can provoke that itchy reaction to occur again. And without all three of those steps, you have not done that trial properly. You know, I was just going to say, I think that's the number one misconception that pet owners have, that when we start talking about food allergies, they're like empowered to talk about it, but they'll go to the nearest pet store and start looking up and down the shelves and trying to design a hypoallergenic diet trial off of grocery store shelves or pet store shelves, and And it it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. We are with Dr. Patricia White. She is a veterinary allergist and dermatologist at the Atlanta Veterinary Skin and Allergy Clinic, and there's so many questions. We don't have a lot of time left, and we've talked a little bit about environmental allergies. We've talked a little bit about food allergies. Let's talk about injections. Our news director just told us a story about a kitten that she was rescuing, a foster, a litter, actually, and three kittens, and all of them were given their injections. Uh, their first series uh, of kitten injections in bundle, eight weeks. yes. And one of them developed a limp, and uh, she called the veterinarian, and the veterinarian said this is limping kitten syndrome. And then within six hours, that animal had uh, suffocated and died. What? What? Wow. Are there allergies that relate to injections? Well, you know, allergies, I think, is is probably uh, not the right way of describing the reaction that you just described. It sounds like it was a drug reaction, uh, a reaction to the vaccine that caused a very severe systemic immune reaction to the vaccine, whether it was the the virus itself or the adjuvant, the carrier agent, oftentimes um, a reaction will develop with vaccines, but I don't like to put that in the same category as allergies. Okay. It's, it's, it's significantly more severe. It is a hypersensitivity uh, reaction and overreaction, but it's not of the same type. And when that happens, if someone observes uh, a change in their 
pet's demeanor. Sometimes animals will get swelling of the face or they'll exhibit some respiratory difficulty or they may have uh, 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 difficulty or pain at the site of injection. They should turn right around and go right back to their general practice vet because there's something that can be done in that short period of time after the injection has been given to protect that animal from it developing into a fulminant, severe adverse reaction, drug reaction. A lot of information there. Dr. Patricia White, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And you're right, there doesn't seem to be enough time in this. <laughs> we'll have to do it again because there's so many questions. It's, right. it's such a big topic. Uh, toll free, one 405 8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable. I was going to say, that lady was cool. I like that lady. That, that lady and Dr. Debbie, they could be in practice together. It could be white and white. <laughs> white squared. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Wow. Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years? 75 years. Fancy that. My dearest wife, do you possess knowledge about GEICO, making it feasible for society to spend less capital on automobile insurance for over three quarters of a century? Why are you talking like that? We said fancy that, so I was just fancying it. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Just in time for Father's Day, Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases like grills and lawnmowers until June 18th. So dads are excited, and when dads are excited, they make sound effects of their favorite things. Yes, we do. Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, which can be used on qualifying purchases until June 18th. Perfect for Father's Day. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See ShopYourWay.com for details. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at AutoZone when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and a Fram oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to Valvoline-USA.com for more info. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. This is Tammy Trujillo. There is a lot of controversy lately about whether pets should get their yearly vaccines or not. Now, the problem really centers around pets having adverse reactions to the shots and in some cases actually dying. In 2011, the American Animal Hospital Association reviewed vaccine protocols. It said that bad reactions were uncommon, but admitted the shots can cause unpredictable effects and said the problems were very much likely unreported. 
The latest protocol recommends that most Maine vaccines now only be given every three years. And some vets are actually giving pets an antihistamine before the shots to ward off any allergic reactions. There's actually a test that you can have done to see if your pet needs that booster shot or not. It's called a titers test, and it shows how much of the antibodies or resistance the pet still has from getting that first set of vaccines as a puppy or a kitten. And that's a titers test, and you need to ask for it at your vets. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, the problem of pet obesity, it has gotten into epic proportions here. Just over half the dogs in the U.S. are too fat, and about 58% of the cats could stand to lose a few pounds, too. Those are the latest figures from the Association of Pet Obesity Prevention. And just like people, that extra weight can cause some pretty serious health consequences, like joint disease, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and skin disease, as the folds in the pet's skin actually get bigger. It can also shorten a pet's lifespan. It can be pretty tough to see if your pet's overweight. So best bet, if you think he or she would be a little too heavy, talk to the vet. Definitely work with your vet before you put your pet on any kind of a weight loss plan. Now, the latest on that age-old discussion about cat people versus dog people. The results of the latest study on this were recently presented at the Association for Psychological Sciences annual meeting. That's how serious this is. Okay. Now, dog lovers tended to be more energetic and outgoing and also were more likely to follow the rules, while people who preferred cats were more introverted, open-minded, and apt to be nonconformists. Cat lovers also scored higher on the intelligence test than the dog lovers. And just when you think you've heard the utmost in the pampered pet craze, here's another. It's kind of one of those you got to be kidding moments. Enter paw bags. Yep, purses for pets, and they're not just any old purse. These, <laughs> check this out, these are miniature replicas of the four-figure croc skin or calf le- uh, leather designer handbags the owners are carrying you know, like the celebs carry, mm-hmm. you pick your bag to buy, okay? You pick your four or $5,000 handbag, ladies. Then the company makes a tiny one for your dog to carry his or her treats or other necessities in that matches yours. And the doggies carry them with a little hook attached to their collars. And, yeah, people are actually buying them. Uh. In fact, the company did a poll to see what breeds are most fashionable, if you've got one of these breeds, watch out, because they probably are going to be demanding a paw bag any minute here. Topping the list, Labradors, then Golden Retrievers, Dalmatians, and in fourth place, the Miniature Schnauzer. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You can find more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 888-679-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 888-679-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 888-679-MY-TV that's 888-679-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 888-679-MY-TV that's 888-679-MY-TV you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. So what's up, Alan? What's new with you? I, I like this show, Dr. W. It makes me think. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Everything's everything's fine. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm getting sleep, finally, with this puppy. Oh, you're such finally. a good dog owner. Uh, well... You know, I, I rotate through the duties with my husband. You know, one day he takes puppy care in the morning, and then the other day, you know, I'll get to go to the gym. And so, there's a lot of work. It's, it it's is like a lot of work. It, it, it's not a easy. Free kid. Oh my gosh! And you and I learned so much. You know, I've had puppies or I had dogs my whole life. So I mean, I, it's not like I haven't raised one before, but each one is an individual. I, th- I think you learn so mm-hmm. much from each new dog. They are. They're all different, even though they're the same. They're all different. Well, they all have their own personality. And those that say that cats are individuals and don't have personalities and they're low maintenance, then I got stuck with like four high maintenance cats <laughs> with big personalities. Wow. And, <laughs> You're yeah. more of a cat person, right? You know what? I anything with four legs on it. As Betty White would say. <laughs> he, Al's got a pet chair. He yes, loves this chair. The table, the kitchen tables. <laughs> it's his favorite. Uh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, we welcome to the fold. Uh, I'm sure she's happy about this. Allison Eastwood. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You're on the set. What are you doing in an audition, I understand? No, I, well, I, I wasn't on set. I just had an audition for a TV show. Do you think you uh, got it? You, do, you don't have that... <laughs> That enthusiasm. I, I certainly would love to get it, um, but, uh, you know, you never know, man. It's a stiff competition out here in La La Land. So. Okay. All of us collectively, everybody that's listen, listening right now, a little mojo for Allison. Just think good thoughts and hope she gets this audition. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. I was just listening to you guys before you uh, you patched me in, and, and I agree with you. Anything with four legs, even a table. I, I, <laughs> I love that. Well, you put together a new organization called No Pet Left Behind. What is that all about? Well, that was actually an event that we did back okay. in February. And um, and it's an event. Um, it was kind of the first of its kind in California. We partnered up with uh, with another couple who do these events across the, um, the country. And it's basically a pardon. And we kind of decided we would use that tagline because our commitment was to go into the shelter for one week and they agreed to not euthanize any adoptable animal. And so we got over 200 dogs and over 50 cats uh, out safely and adopted and to rescues. And then also our foundation paid for um, over 50 feral cats to be fixed and released into a feral community. Wow. Now, is that San Bernardino facility? Is that a real high-kill shelter? Are there a lot of homeless yeah. animals there? 
Yeah, there are. Unfortunately, you know, in the kind of more rural areas, you know, that are a little bit more, you know, I, want, I hate to use the word depressed, but, you know, not thriving. And there's unfortunately a lot of, lot of critters out there. And, uh, and those shelters, the Riverside, San Bernardino, Lancaster, they're all fairly high kill shelters and, uh, they, they really struggle out there. So. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's several reasons. In my opinion, I think that, you know, there's a mentality out there. There's a lot of people, like I said, that it's a little bit more of a poor area. So a lot of people who do get pets don't spay and neuter. So there's a lot of um, spay and neuter issues going on in those areas. And, and of course, we try to encourage these different um, spay and neuter clinics to go out there and to offer either low-cost or no-cost spaying and neutering to communities. But um, I also think there's a lot of backyard breeding going on out there. You know, people tend to have some land, little ranches, little, you know, kind of areas, and, and then people breed a lot of dogs, especially because um, there's purebreds coming through those shelters all the time. And so my theory is is that when they can't get rid of these puppies and they thought, oh, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars selling chihuahua puppies, and they didn't because the market is just saturated, um, with chihuahuas especially, um, that they end up dumping them at the shelter because they don't, you know, they don't want to deal with them and they're not, not getting their money back. So, mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a, you know, that and I think the spay and neuter problem, you know. Uh, a lot of pit bulls and chihuahuas you see, but oh. then you, you do see a lot of purebreds and then, you know, obviously a lot of cats and it's kitten season, so... Yeah. There's a, a ton of them right now. We just rescued 23 kittens that were set to be euthanized from the Coachella Valley shelter last week, and one mama cat. So we've got ki- a gaggle of kittens, as I a, call a it. Gaggle of kittens. Okay, <laughs> now's gaggle. the time to hit the shelter and adopt those animals. I'm telling you, we're with Allison Eastwood, and I guess the last time we talked to you was October of 2012, and I remember the interview distinctly because that's where I found out that my hero was allergic to horses. Oh, right. Uh, Of course, your dad. Uh, But you were also kicking off a show called Animal Intervention on Nat Geo. How did that go? You know, I mean, the show, they only bought one season, so I mean, you know, it got picked up, but then it didn't carry on, which was, you know, disappointing. But honestly, I think a lot of these shows that have animal rescue are hard for people to watch. Tell us quickly about the Eastwood Ranch Foundation. The Eastwood Ranch Foundation. Well, I created this with my partner. Uh, her and I went to high school together, and we both love animals. And we decided that, you know, we, we sold the show together, and we decided we wanted to create a nonprofit to help with not only our community. I mean, we'd like to, you know, be a national nonprofit eventually, but right now we're kind of focusing mostly in Southern California with hands-on domestic and, uh, you know, dog and cat rescue but also, again, raising awareness, uh, educating the public about the spaying and neutering and, and the necessity of that. You're doing such great work. I'm going to give out that website. It's www.eastwoodranch.org. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio. Allison, thanks so much for coming back and talking with us again. Thank you. And I look forward to speaking to you guys again sometime. Well, you're, you'll call back and you'll say, hey, guess what? I got, I got that the job. Day. Well, I, I want to know, what, what did you try out for? What did you audition it's for? Can't, it's like so blowing out the candle it. before it's, oh, you can't was do it, that. Is it... Is it a comedy? Is it a dramedy? Is it a whatever that means? Is it a drama? What what is it? Well, let her answer. It, it was 
it's a drama and it's called Aquarius and it's a uh it's an NBC show that David Duchovny is uh is starring in and uh it's um it takes place in the 60s and he plays a, a, a private detective so well, That sounds so cool. Fingers crossed. Duchovny, he's a great actor and it, it really was an interesting uh interesting piece so we'll we'll see even if I don't get it May the best woman win, and then hopefully it'll be a good TV show because we need we need more of those. Who who yeah, is there? Do. And, and who if is, it takes place in the '60s, you'll be smoking a lot. There'll be a lot of smoking, and it's kind of late <laughs> 60s, '60s, so lots of brown bell bottoms, and you know, and mustard colored, and orange, and all those colors in the '60s. Were there huh. other well-known actresses there trying out at the same time? No, I didn't see anyone. It was pretty quiet today. It was a, a producer session, as they call it, and you know. It was just kind of walk in and do my thing and leave. And I kind of look at the list. There is a little list of who signed in before me, but I didn't. I didn't notice anyone. You know, immediately they went, ooh, but you know, it's usually me and like twenty other blondes. So. <laughs> <laughs> was was Tony Danza on that list? Because he's looking for any part. I don't remember him being blonde, but he, <laughs> he's not on yeah, that list. Natural blonde. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Allison, yeah. for joining us today. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Good. How are you? Where are you today? I'm in Virginia. Ooh, that's a beautiful state. It's for lovers. Did you know that? I heard that. <laughs> Dr. Debbie's right here. How can we help you? Um, I have um, two German Shepherds and a mixed dog, and um, a neighbor of mine raises cattle, and I buy grass-fed beef from her, and she gave me some uncooked um, bones for them that have the marrow in them, and I was wondering if it's okay to give it to them. Okay. My opinion, I do not like to feed bones to dogs, and I'm going to have probably a million people calling up and saying, Doc Debbie, you don't know what you're talking about. I've been feeding my dog bones their whole life, and they're great. Um, the big problem I have with bones isn't so much, you know, whether it's cooked or uncooked. It's just the fact that bones are very strong, and dogs' enamel of their teeth, it does not compete when it comes to bones. So we'll often get a lot of cracked teeth, which can lead to open teeth and root canals and things like that. So I'm really not a fan of just giving them the the cow bones themselves. The other risk we run into also, you know, would be foodborne illness, um, getting bacterial infections and so forth, um, as well as the good old bone piece that gets stuck in the throat or in the gut or where have you and um, causes, you know, emergency surgery and so forth. So I personally am not a fan of that. Um, okay. There are people that believe in the raw diets, and that is part of the cornerstone of that. Um, I just don't fall in that nutritionally, and professionally I can tell you I've, I've seen many pets suffer, not all survive, um, coming up face-to-face with bones. So my best okay. advice is stay away. Okay, thank you very much. That was a pretty simple right. answer. There you go, Teresa. Thanks for your call at one 405 8405 what about that uh, compressed rawhide stuff? Is that okay for them? 
Yeah, you know, I'm a, a real big fan of that. And anything we give our dogs to chew, the important thing is supervision is always, always, always important. Uh, but the compressed rawhide, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's that nice uh, big pieces of rawhide that they compress with high pressure so that you don't have those little slipped edges or the soft parts. And it holds up really well, especially to the large dog. So for my Labradors, the compressed rawhides last uh, many hours versus uh 15 minutes with the other stuff. What do you recommend for dogs that just like to chew on something? That like to chew. It depends on their jaw strength and what breeds. Now, some smaller breeds um, can do very well with some of the uh, the rope bone type uh, toys. That gives them something to chew on. They have a lot of fun with that. Now, when you get to a larger, more destructive dog, they can ingest that. So you have to watch their toys a little more. So for large breeds, I'll tend to look at things that are nice, heavy-duty, um, rubber-style, not any of that soft vinyl stuff. And um, the Kong toys, um, a lot of the heavier Buddha bones are very good. And then the compressed rawhide is probably one of the more edible things that I like to go to. The whole Dream Team's here. one 405 to talk to Dr. David. Answering your calls. Judy Francis at one 405 8405 right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. <laughs> this is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Oh, admit it. You're one of those people. Cat dictates where you sleep in your bed because you don't want to wake him. Yeah, sure, the cat and the dog both sleep exactly where you'd like to sleep. And sure, you get no sleep, but you're not bitter because you love those animals dearly. Yes, you don't dare disturb them. Of course not. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 If you're like me, bitter because... I mean, not bitter because the animals can sleep anywhere in your bed. slip. Then you're listening Truth to the comes out here, Hal. Right it comes radio out now. show. <laughs> yes. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm just laughing at that because, yeah, my cat dictates where I sleep when I go home. <laughs> well, you, you'll be like a pretzel, won't you, in bed? Round your cat, won't you? Oh, yeah. And I'm always reminded when I was younger, I heard a story about Buddha and how he was late for a meeting because he wouldn't disturb a cat that was sleeping on his robe, so he had an ace cut the robe around the cat. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. That's a great story. Look that one up, Guido. I want to share that with the kids. How can we help you today, Brian? Well, I had called a while ago about uh, my cat, and uh, the thing is I drive a truck for a living, and you guys were really awesome. You actually sent a book to my ex-girlfriend who my cat is living with, oh. um, and cool. it's been really helpful to her, and she really appreciates it, you know, and understanding cats because she's never been around any. So that was really great. Good. Well, great. Um, but my question is this. I drive a truck for a living, and my cat's an older cat, and she hates to be in any vehicle, and I just don't want to put her through the trauma of getting used to being in the truck. So mm. I was thinking of getting mm-hmm. a kitten, but I was wondering if there was any advice you had on getting a cat used to riding in a truck. Mm. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, part of that is actually going to become part of your kitten training. And we kind of you know, scratch our head. We don't really train kittens, do we? Um, dogs, we do cr- uh, train as puppies. But kittens, you basically are going to make her sensitized to this kind of travel. So litter box habits, that comes easy. You don't have to train that. But what we'll do for training uh, for travel is we're going to start very simple. We're going to start first off with, um, now I got to ask you first of all, do you want her having free room of the cab or are you going to actually have her in kind of a confined little area? Nope, nope, free free roam. You know, the old thing, you know, dogs have owners, cats have a staff and okay. I've always, the cat gets free roam and he runs, <laughs> she'll run the truck pretty much. <laughs> well, basically we're going to actually, it helps if we have a home base that we can acclimate her to. So if you have a cat bed that we can get her used to, we're going to try to ask her to try to get comfortable in that when we start training her for the car. So basically that will be her favorite spot. You're going to treat her there. You're going to give her yummies. You're going to give her love in that place. And then you're going to take that with you into the cab. And you might start even with a smaller vehicle, so uh, it's easier to just do short little bouts. But basically, we're going to do just starting up the engine, getting it warm, making the sounds, and maybe just driving just a little bit, going forward and back, and that's it. We treat, we reward during that, and that's our exposure. We build up on that positive experience. Because it's a short trip, it's not likely to be scary for her. And because you're there and you're giving her yummies, it's going to be a good association. So you're going to have to gradually build up to that from just kind of going into the vehicle to going a little bit further to making short little trips or errands. So that's how we basically build up to a cat that is going to like to travel. And um, the other thing that really helps is that if you're picking out a kitten, we're going to look for one that's, you know, we kind of talk about this every week, it seems, the cat dog. You're going to look for one that's a little bit more laid back, that's not as um, apt to startle with uh, sounds or um, un- uncertain things. Having a personality for travel helps tremendously. We could only train so far. So we want to make sure that we kind of work on both picking the right kind of kitty and um, gradual uh, exposure to the, the travel experience. So, so laid back is like an indicator of a personality that will enjoy the travel and all that? Mostly what it what it indicates is that we'll be less apt to be startled by other vehicles flying by, uh, horns, noises, things that we don't think about as we're traveling, but can be very right. scary for a pet that's not exposed to that. And actually, that's probably step two of your training for travel, is that we want low-level noises that you're going to experience on the road, and the kitty's going to be exposed to, and we want to make that something that becomes part of the training, too. So you know, okay. simply having an audio tape of some of these things and while you're just practicing these uh, short little travel bouts having that playing and having it being non-scary because uh, you know some pets really get freaked out when those other big rigs go flying by oh yeah so, uh, yeah okay excellent so, well, yeah. I really appreciate your help and advice you guys have been oh, my great pleasure. I, I learn everything every week when I listen I know I listen every <laughs> week and I just it's amazing it's, uh, <laughs> if I miss a week I just feel totally out of the loop that's what I... Well, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend, I had a little real quick story if I can. Uh, yes. Last time I was home to visit, she has a Pomeranian mm-hmm. um, that I call Rat Dog. Um, and <laughs> she she told me, to, she says, you need to talk to your friends on Animal Radio because they would not like what you do to her. Oh, well, what, do you, what do you do? Well, 
Well, years when when we first got together, I mean, she had hardwood floors, and of course, you got to wing the pomeranian across the hardwood floors. And uh, we would, I would set up her toys like a little bowling thing, and I call it pomeranian bowling. Sure. And when I come over now to visit my cat, when I go through Columbus, her dog will bring her toys out and set them up. Aww. Well, there's actually a pomeranian bowling league. So that, uh, well, I, was, I was thinking of getting into one, you know. <laughs> Okay, we're uh, just joking, ladies much. and gentlemen. I just want to point it out right Don't now. Don't do this joking. at home. Yes. <laughs> Again, thanks a lot. I Brian. really appreciate you guys in the house. I thank everybody who joined us today. Of course, Allison Eastwood, Dr. Patricia White, Kim Sterla. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books. If you own a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, or should I say if they own you, you'll want to check out How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. It's over at Amazon. Under uh, It's a Kindle book, and we'll put links over at AnimalRadio.com. Really, everything you've heard on today's show. Don't forget to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It is a free download. You can listen to the show as well as ask your questions directly from the app and uh, browse our deep resources. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Bye. Bye-bye. Don't forget to check out Hal's new book, How to Love Anything with Four Legs, Including Tables and Chairs. This is Animal Radio Network.